What's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. You've tuned in to another episode of the Old Terps podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. Uh, you are here again with your three studs. Uh, my name is Andrew Terrell. I'm with Reese Mona and Travis. Uh, for those listening in the car, this is my voice, Andrew Terrell. Travis and Reese, you guys can introduce yourselves as well. Travis Valman, um, I'm the guy that was the best scout team point guard and then lives in New York now and does finance. So his his life has, um, his, his quality of life has decreased, but he still loves Maryland basketball as much as ever. You got Reese Mona here. Uh, part of that, we were all three walk-ons here. We were that one, two, three punch. You did not want to guard any of us on that scout team drills. And today we're without Kevin, and I mean it today. We don't expect him to pop up midway through, so you just got the three all-American walk-ons today. Yeah, they. Uh, he's got. He, he's got. He's got bigger things to do, man. They they played last night. He's got the day off. You know how that goes. He's uh he's chilling, man. Uh, so schedule you know, a little different than ours. First, first things first. We just want to throw a quick mention out there. We were we were added to a group chat over the week, and we just found out who else is on these podcasts, like oh name by name, night by name. And I know you see the pictures on the walls and things like that. I can't tell you how intimidating it is to get thrown into a group chat. And the first 10 people that introduce themselves are Aaron Kraft, Nick Stauskas, Stu Douglas, Christian Watford, Austin <laughs> Etherington. You know, we're sitting there and they're talking about introduce everybody. And <laughs> it goes those names. And then it goes Andrew Terrell, Maryland, uh, Reese Mona, Maryland, <laughs> Travis Valman, Maryland. Reese made the comment that. He might have to throw his LinkedIn out there because, I mean, w- I've never felt pressure like that before. And then out of nowhere, I'm the I'm like in the spotlight because they thought I was a recruit because everybody was so good in the group chat. I wasn't recruited. Never was, never have been. I didn't go, I didn't go on a visit. So I, that was pretty interesting for us in that in that regard. I mean, look, I, all three of us, for the people who don't know, we're hoopers. We, we get it done. We can play. But if you add up our career points, rebounds, assists, minutes, blocks, turnovers, uh, we probably combined don't have add up to like Aaron Kraft's career steals, like 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 or rebounds or some some very regular. Bro, like bro, even worse. If you add up all of our besides Reese's minutes, because he got so many minutes as a senior and a, a good amount as a junior, like we would be every single one of those guys' first half stats of one game like Kevin hit a three in his first game I remember Kevin was sitting in the right corner hit or left corner bombed a three and right then I just thought to myself "Mm, he's already tied me in points scored and I played a full season before it's crazy we might need to do though I know most don't some have only two but we could go three on three if we get Kevin to mix with us I mean that might be a good little tournament there oh you better believe it the problem is we don't have a big we we can lock up. We don't though. need one. We, we don't need one. Up. We go. We switch everything. We get after it. I will say, shout out to Brandon Paul. He absolutely, literally, and figuratively dunked on uh, bro. What's his name from Minnesota? Trevor. That was. See, that's that's the thing in the group chat that I I can't quite relate. He sent a picture of him absolutely cranking on somebody that was also in the group chat and said, "Hey, let me know if you want to discuss this." And I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to like LOL, but I can't really like. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Can't quite relate. <laughs> Only guy with enough enough juice was kevin and that dude was asleep till noon he couldn't even catch up with the group chat he was so late i mean it Should've was just dropped his paycheck in there bro see and that's what i was gonna say if anybody ever did say anything to us you know i know we're four people combined but 75 million baby it's a lot of a lot of cheddar a lot of cheddar coming <laughs> from that nba paycheck but i will say no matter what that thing was that I, it's just intimidating then we got uh we got st- Stu Douglas sending me a message talking about, you know, A, uh, we might have to recap Michigan, Maryland. Stu Douglas is an indie guy. Bro, he's like one of my idols growing up. So I'm like, man, that's just intimidating. All right. As fun as uh as fun it is as it is to reminisce about our friend's bank account, let's uh let's maybe rip up some X's and O's here. We played two games over the week. We had Michigan at home, and then we had Purdue on the road. Um, let's start with Michigan. Obviously, that was a massive win for us. 
we still didn't shoot the ball very well from three, especially. But it's the energy. Le- it's it's like we've talked about. It's the home and away aspect. When you play at home and you have a little bit of a crowd behind you, even if we don't have a ton of juice yet, uh, or that you know we're not retaining a ton of juice from the crowd just because we've had a couple bad losses here and there. I think we're starting to get on a little bit of a roll where people are going to want to come back in and start watching us again. So uh, being able to take advantage of kind of those key moments at home are huge, and we did, uh, holding you know Michigan off a little bit uh, and getting a huge win. Yeah, I, yeah, I think... I thought it was it, a great win. Yeah, I think it was a great win. I think we weren't perfect still, right? Like 20% from three is not great. We made... Some mistakes, especially defensively, right? Like, I think they try to run, like, a 2-3 zone and try to keep the ball out of Dickinson's hands in the post. We let Howard get open a couple times, get off, hit some threes in the first half. Um, so not perfect, but again, like Drew said, kind of just, you know, that home energy, home crowd. We knew we needed to win. We knew that they spanked us in Ann Arbor, so we had to kind of bring it, bring it to them a little bit, punch them in the mouth. Um, it felt good to get that one. For sure. And like you said, we lost by 35 points the first time. So to come back, regroup and handle them at home is good. (laughs) But the cool thing is Maryland fans always want to complain when people play high school basketball in Maryland, leave and play elsewhere. But when we beat them, they don't say anything. Yeah, absolutely. They don't say anything. That team, Terrence Williams, Gonzaga, College High School, Washington, D.C., Hunter Dickinson, DeMatha, College High School, DeMatha, uh, Hyattsville, Maryland, and Doug McDaniel, which I think was PVI. Yeah, those three guys star from Michigan, left Maryland, went to Michigan, but Maryland beats them at home. So, one of those things. If you're going to complain that we missed them, why don't you celebrate that we beat them when they came to our our house? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. And I, I think one thing too that is something I just don't understand at all because we had the same issue today against Purdue, recording on Sunday the twenty second. Uh, so we just got done beat or losing at Purdue. But anyway, I, the thing I don't understand really is our three-point shooting at home is terrible. Typically, you know, like we talked about as freshmen, you don't shoot the ball very well on the road. That's what we talked about last week with Jet Howard, um, just because it's kind of a new environment. Whereas when you're at home, you feel more comfortable regardless freshman through senior. And we just like three for 15 doesn't make any sense. And I think it all is attributed back to we're not drawing any double teams. Nobody, you know, you don't have to really help off of anybody. It's just, it, it's, it's, we're not getting open looks, I think is just what it comes down to. And if we do get an open look, we're just not capitalizing on it. Yeah. And I think part of it also is like, if you look at like the roster composition, I think like the bottom line is we don't have a ton of guys who you look at it like, oh, that's a marksman. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a bunch of snipers. We have guys who have been streaky shooters, I think, and throughout their careers and who maybe haven't been relying on the three ball. Um, and I think we've, you know, we've kind of let that play out this season. Like early in the season, we were, we were making shots. Guys were making shots. Um, there was energy. I think we've seen more of that streakiness, especially lately. Um, and again, like if we could just start to hit a couple more shots, right? Like some of these close games are going to win them, right? Like Purdue, we, we lose by three. We get two more makes there, we win the game. Well, and, and but some things it could be, it could be that these guys are tired. I mean, dead legs, tired legs. You look at the minute it's count. It's crazy. 33, 38, yeah. 38, 40. I mean, you're playing the whole game. You're not getting it sub. You're not getting the longer uh, timeout before the media. So maybe late games, they're just tired. They're just not, uh, just, you need a deeper bench. And really, like you said, there's no marks when I think it's, uh, Don Carey, but he hasn't been hitting the way he did at Georgetown. Yeah. So I don't know if any of these guys are considered shooters. They're great basketball players, yeah. um, more slashers. I don't know, other than Don Carey, these guys aren't listed as shooters. Yeah, and I think, too, yeah. you know, what does that remind you guys of when you see 33, 38, 38, 40? You know, like, what what year did that remind you guys of for our team? Reese freshman year, my sophomore year, Drew junior year. Exactly. And Instantly. we, I think we... We didn't even make the NIT that year. And it's no secret. It's not no. like we, you know, we didn't have the talent to make that tournament. And guys playing out of their role. Exactly. Uh, Daryl Marcel came in, awesome player. Yeah. I don't know if he should have been starting. 
Um, we didn't have a choice. Because of injuries, he had to. And it was one of those things, his leash was so big that we almost couldn't teach him any lessons because who, who, was he going to sub us, one of us three in? No. So he just let Daryl play through mistakes, which I think helped him in the long run. But that first year, it was tough. And I think these, some of these guys might be playing out of place. Well, yeah, I mean, that year, Ant was playing like almost 40 minutes a game, brother. He was barely coming out. He was top five in the country, I think, in minutes. Kev was playing 37, 38 minutes. Daryl was mid-30s. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Bruno and Czech, I think Czech was on, yeah, Czech was on the team. They were, they were, they were splitting like 20s, but that backcourt just didn't come off, come off the court. And, and you can well, see like late in the game, we'd have tired legs. Exactly. And, you know, the same thing's happening. And I know Butler stinks, uh, but new coach Thad Mata, he came out and he even said, you know, he has no idea how to coach some of these guys because they have so much leash that you can't take anybody out. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like a bad shot and you're getting benched for the next 15, 20 minutes. Bad shot, you're just getting back on defense and you're going to go down and shoot the next yeah. one. You know, and some people they don't they don't understand it at all. You know, we talk about unconscious shooting, and you know, some people don't deserve to have unconscious shooting. And when you have that big of a leash, you're allowed to do pretty much anything you want. Now, with that being said, you know, you look at guys like uh, Jameer Young who. He might have struggled early today, but against Michigan, man, he just kind of gets whatever he wants. Um, he gets to the free throw line a lot. Uh, he makes his free throws. But on top of that, he's pretty efficient for somebody that's not shooting the three ball particularly well at the moment. Yeah, he he's he's a killer. for he, five against Michigan. And he's still at, what, 26, 24? Yeah. The, he was he was getting wherever he wanted. I was actually shocked at how bad they were at keeping him out of the paint because he was just coming down, making one little hesitation move and getting right downhill. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, that's what got us going in that first half was just him going right downhill and, and getting whatever he wanted. And on the minutes thing, one last thing I'm going to say, I don't know if you guys remember, but back when we used to play Seton Hall, like that's that's how Willard likes to coach. And I had this conversation, this guy I work with, Mike Enzi, who who played for him at Seton Hall, and he said like, Willard doesn't care. Like, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, he will play five guys and, and leave it at that because he's only going with who he's comfortable with. So that's something that I think, like, we might continue to see more of over the rest of this year and in the future years is, like, he has no problem keeping a short leash and a short bench. Yeah, most definitely. And then, uh, so, anybody else got anything else about Michigan? Yeah. Zone needs to be tighter and, and, that, and that ball screen defense. Hunter Dickinson got like five wide open looks yeah. because we were playing like a off pick and roll coverage. Yep, exactly. We got to yeah, figure drop, something out about dropping. that. Yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, completely agreed. Um. Okay, so you go from playing Michigan at home, massive win. Uh, massive is in quotations, I guess. Michigan's not as, as good. Uh, but then you go to Purdue, which... We, if you roll back that clip from last week, uh, my prediction was that we were absolutely screwed. Um, <clears throat> and I think I used a different word than that as as we were describing it. But uh, we hung in there. Uh, and not many teams go on the road, get down big, and then figure out a way to claw themselves back into it. Typically, when you are on the road, you better start quick and you better hang on for dear life down down the stretch. Uh, we kind of did the opposite formula today, and we've done this a couple times, uh, MSG against Tennessee uh, and some others, where you know we just kind of flip-flopped our halves, and maybe we give ourselves a chance. If we would have flip-flopped this, and we played like we did in the second half and the first half, we have a real chance to win the game, especially with how they shot. I think the big difference today was, we talked about the, our last road game in Iowa, we had zero fast break points. Today, we turned them over, I think, like 13 times, I believe. 15 yeah. times. We turned them over 15 times, got some run outs, some easy buckets, um, kept us in the game. Because it was it, it, they're hard to score on in the half court. They play like a pretty disciplined man. And they have a 7-8 guy in the, in the back protecting the rim. Um, so I think that's really kept us in the game. We, were, we got some transition buckets. Hakeem was running. Jameer was running the second half. Um, we need to keep doing more of that. And Travis mentioned it earlier that numbers don't lie. I mean, you see our three-point percentage, and we're three for 21. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you go 
at Mackey Arena and beat Purdue shooting three for 21. But the fact that you lose by three points, three points, and it was a one point game with under a minute to go, it's pretty impressive. But it's just, it's I don't understand how you can win at Mackey. Well, yeah, I don't get it. It's like, like our numbers are, are what our numbers are now. Like I always say your percentages even out. Like the the biggest thing that yes. I always talk about that I hate in NBA basketball is, you know, when you're doing a hack a shack and you foul somebody that's thirty percent from the line and you you know, you do your hack a shack and then they make their first two free throws when you do that. And then the coach stops doing the hack a shack. No, no, no. You're supposed to now really hack him because his percentage is gonna even out. He's supposed to miss his next two free throws. Our percentage is what it is. We are a bad three-point shooting team. We and we shoot a lot we, of them. We we chuck and we chuck bad shots. We chuck good shots. It doesn't matter. Either way, we are missing, and it's all a product of not being able to draw enough attention to be able to get these clean open looks. And now teams are kind of just baiting us. You know, hey, do what you want. Um, with that said, you look at Julian Reese played unbelievable today. Like he this actually has energy. If he does that, our percentage will go up. It it all depends on him. You'll have to double him, and then he'll have easy kickouts, or you at least have to be there and you know swipe at him. But right now, or what we've been looking at these past couple games is you don't really need to, especially in the Big Ten. Bigs run the league, you know. So uh, our percentage is what it is. I just like that we started getting transition buckets running, and when we made shots, we pressed. Can't do that when you don't make shots. I think the Juju thing, like, you could tell coming in, right, he knew, like, okay, Zach Eady's the best player in the country. This is my matchup. I got to step up to the challenge. He was, like, he was, like, focused. He was locked in. You know, you see sometimes he's, like, shooting these shots, these hook shots, these baby hooks, these shots around the rim, and he's kind of, like, forcing it to his left hand and just throwing it up a little bit. He was focused. Like, he was putting the ball in the basket and, you know, it's, it's what we keep saying. Like, we're not shooting the ball well. We're not getting easy buckets. You kind of get more of that paint production from him. It changes, I think, the whole team. It changes everything. Well, and you know what he did really well was, especially today, not only was he patient, but the number one thing that college kids I don't think do enough is get to your spot. Be comfortable yeah, yeah. where you are. Like, we talked about Purdue's system and how Painter coaches somebody like Zach Eady. You think Zach Eady is working on 15-foot jump shots in the summer? That dude's on the left block. He's catching the ball, or he's getting a middle post up. He's catching the ball, and he's doing the same two moves every single day a million times. Get to your spot. That's where you're comfortable. And today, Juju was comfortable. Like He he looked comfortable. He got to the baseline. He went back right shoulder, and he's making a jump hook. Then he's going dead center. And then he's coming off the pick and roll, and you know Jameer Young has a good game, so he's drawing a t- or he has a fine game, I guess. And he's drawing attention, and it's a wide-open layup. So, you know, he's just patient. His One of his biggest downfalls is he rolls way too quickly. Like, sometimes when you set that screen, you have to pause and wait a little bit to give your guard that angle. It's not going to be a lob every single time, or it's not going to be a duck down. So he's just patiently waiting. And I think today, for the first time, maybe all year, he was super patient. But it was because it was yeah. like, dude, he was kind of like, he looked confident for once. He did. Yes. He had to Bro, be. He had no was, choice. You said it best. It was drill work. Yeah. He was out there. Edie looked like that seven foot tall uh, like exactly. dummy that you put on yep. the court. He treated it like it was a cone. Yeah. Bro, eight for 11 against Zach Edie is impressive. He caught the ball, like you said, was patient, was confident, would do a, like uh, over the shoulder like it was like it was a cone yeah. in front of him. It was confident, drill work like Zach, what, like Edie was not there. It was, it was impressive. I think it was just a sad day that our guards didn't shoot well. I think if you add Juju's confidence, Juju's game with Maryland shooting a little better, or maybe we shoot less and feed Juju more. I mean, eight for 11 versus three for 21. Yeah. I mean, I think they look at his numbers. And I think this Turpin's team uh, looks a little different the weeks to come. I think they go inside yeah, more. Yeah, I, and I hope so. I think so. on the other end. Go ahead, Trap. I think on the other end, um, I will also say I love the game plan because I think like half of it was like right like Edie's gonna get his he had 24 um but we took a lot of the other guys away just because we ran them off the line Purdue doesn't have a bunch of guys that want to drive slash get to the rim like they want to throw the ball in the post and either get a jump hook or kick it out for a three 
And we kind of took a lot of that shooting away, which gave us a chance. And I, I love the game plan. Well, you know what else? In the second half, we're doing that press where, yeah, we got a lot of turnovers, and I think we continue to get a lot of turnovers, but uh, we're we're doing that press, and they're coming down, and it's, you know, let's say 15 on the shot clock before they, they go. Yeah. The whole thing with Edie, where he draws so much attention, is if he gets the ball with 22 on the clock, it gives him time He's to done. cut their guy out. He sits there. He puts the ball over his head. And then it's kind of your choice. He's looking. He's seeing, are you going to bring the double or am I going one-on-one? And then he puts that first dribble yeah. down and then, you know, he'll figure it out from there. But when he gets the ball and he's got 12 on the shot clock, it doesn't matter how yeah. long those 12 seconds are. In the NBA, 12 seconds are a lot longer than college. So he's grabbing that yeah, ball and he's totally rushing because he can see the shot clock at the other end. And it's kind of one of those quick progressions. You can't make shots, you know, or you don't get as many uh, uh, opportunities on your own in college. So I think that's also it another is- thing is we just created a little bit more havoc. Have you seen him do that thing? It's like that scene in Semi-Pro. And the dude's posting up, Will Ferrell's posting up, and they're throwing a yeah. ball in, they kick it out, and he reposts, they throw it in, kick it out. They'll do that seven times in a row. Yeah. And like it's like you said, if you press him, he gets the ball 10 seconds, he doesn't have time. He was almost rushing at times because he knew he didn't have his he wasn't he was out of his comfort zone almost. Well, it and was he, that, he still got 24. No, he's still the best player in the country. But it, it was the last yeah. possession of the game that Purdue called a timeout. I think 12 was on the shot clock. Yeah. It, and it just sped everything up a little bit. Whereas, dude, if he gets that ball and there's 20 on the shot clock. Then he can read what the weak side guy's doing. That weak guy, side guy can yeah. cut. They can fill a replace. And then it's just a wide open three. You know, I think what makes Edie so special is when he does get that ball, he puts the ball over his head. You can't get it. And then he's looking at the weak side. And, you know, for any college team, I think, typically you see your weak side wing cut and then fill out and replace to the corner. Your corner guy comes up, typically your shooter. And then that makes the weak side guy have to draw attention. Um, so... I think when he has time, they're deadly. Uh, and then I think that also attributed to uh, rush shots, and that's why they shot the ball so so poorly on their home floor. I think they were three for 21 or so, and they shot the ball pretty well in the first half. Um, we just did a good job. We make baskets. We create tougher games. That's just how it is. I mean, that sounds simple, but make baskets, get your press, a little havoc, turnovers and two. So, you know, that's how I look at it. Um. Okay. Yeah, you're exactly. Just put the ball. In that, the that's the name of the game. Is just put the ball in the basket. Like that. That sometimes is we overcomplicate this and that. But like at the end of the day, the name of the game is put the ball in the basket. And today we did enough of that to give ourselves a chance. Yeah. By certain guys. Yep. Basketball is a game of runs, and Maryland is full of that. It's either they're not scoring for five minutes. Or they'll go a five-minute span of a 12-2 to two run just because they can score, set up the press. Score, set up the press. Like Drew said, that's what I kind of like Maryland's matchup against Purdue. If they're able to put the ball in the hoop early and set up press, uh, I think that'll allow them to uh, get those shorter shot clocks, which will allow, as Drew said, Zachy gets the ball with 10 seconds left, totally different than him having the ball with 22 seconds. Because Purdue makes good shots to great shots. Uh, they give that one more pass. And if that shot clock's going down, you're thinking about just getting a shot up rather than making that extra good to great pass. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, uh, you know, so I think you go from a team like Purdue who, uh, you know, they don't play quick, but they're really smart. They feed the post. They run everything through their big. And then they, you know, they hit shots, especially at home. Uh, maybe not today. Uh, and then, you know, let's go into the scouting report of what we're going to see next week with Wisconsin. Kind of a similar team, you know, where they're a little bit slower. They don't have as dominant of players, period. That's why they're not as good. But very similar in terms of they aren't looking to go out there and push the pace a ton. Uh, they're very fundamental Boring and they run their stuff. Basketball. I hate these guys. I hate them. I, I hate them. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be the first to say I hate them. That's all I, I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna shut up. But I hate them. It's boring. They make the game boring. Well, you know what else about Wisconsin, if we're going to be on this? I talked about Iowa's home home crowd and stuff like that. Dude, Wisconsin, that's a snooze fest. I mean, it was born for us on Brother. the bench, even when it was a close game. Those guys were like, it's a and bunch it's of old people. And, and, Average and age, they, 65. Dude, exactly. 
Exactly. And then you got your 60 freezing in there too. It, it's a hockey rink. Yeah, it's a, it's a half hockey rink. So it's freezing. And then you've got, you know, from facing our bench or looking to the court from our bench, you got their student section to our right. Their student section is weak. So if we're talking about, you know, Wisconsin as a whole, hate those guys. Hate everything about them. Hate their campus. Hate their coaches. Uh, you know, I mean, what'd they do? Didn't they have like a, didn't they have like an emotional cry fest not too long ago about guard not loving, not loving his guys enough? Bro. They recorded it, bro, like a podcast. But they get <laughs> yeah. their their podcast. They, they had a podcast. Zoom in. Yeah, they had a podcast before before the old Terps did. <laughs> the, I mean, this is why it, this is why know? old Turks exist. They walk so we can run. That's exactly but right. It's just I think one if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Wisconsin, I think we have to do story time, fellas. Because this is all I think about when I think about Wisconsin. Um, Greg Gard has some people don't like him. He he has these things he does that people don't love. I'm sure y'all remember playing at Wisconsin. I think this is Drew senior year, my junior. Um, we're down yeah. most of the second half. We're down like six, eight. We're within striking distance. We didn't get over the hump. They blow it open at like ten or twelve with like a minute to go. It's not really like That's right. our time to go in a it's game. Not a really, walk it's on like time. a it, it's not a walk on time. The game's too close. Um, and he called it, Greg Gard called a timeout, like a substitution timeout. They do it in college. They'll substitution, he'll call a timeout. They'll just sub and we'll keep playing. And he, one by one, emptied the bench, took his starters out, emptied the bench one by one, like it was a hockey three stars curtain call. And it was Bro, one, okay. season game. Crazy. Took us out. And then what did Turgeon do? Then he went one by one on the same thing. I remember, I remember he came down there and he's talking about, all right, now you guys are going. And I'm sitting there like, God damn it. Like, I'm not (laughs) trying to play in this. this I'm freezing right now. Cold. I just don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm thinking about the plane ride, taking a, taking a nap, you know? And those games start at nine in Wisconsin. We We don't get home until four in the morning. And and then we go one by one by one. That's why when, uh, the Jawan Howard stuff happened where uh, he almost knocked him out for, you know, yeah. whatever it was. Dude, yeah. I was praying. Yeah. I was like, please connect, Coach Jawan. Please <laughs> connect. <laughs> I can't stand guard. That, that <laughs> To be honest, that's like one of those Dug things I think out. about all the time. I just think I think about that all the time is like, that's Wisconsin, though. Like, they're cheap. Brad Davidson, like, those type of guys, yeah. they're a very cheap program, in my opinion. They are they are good at college basketball. Extremely though. because they are because why? they teach them how to foul. They teach it, them how to foul. They they don't play nah. legal defense, brother. They they stick their chest out. Brad Davis will play defense with his chest out like this. He'll <laughs> hand check. He'll have his hand on your on your hip and he'll just go like guide you. It's not legal defense. Hey, but last last all but last he, all shit he, on them is they are the reason hook and hold exists. I know it was the Isaac Haas play. He hurts those my. those those guards. And I know I forget who who the Isaac Haas was against, but those guards used to hook and they were the masters at the hook and hold. And I remember it was the first time I ever saw it was against them. And they're rip, they're putting their arm underneath, and then they're sticking it in. (laughs) My fault. And and they're sitting there, and it's like I didn't see that. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? It's it's impossible. But but the fun. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. Reese. (laughs) <laughs> funny part is Travis mentioned their average age in there could be 65 years old and the crazy part is the reason is they play basketball like it's 1980 <laughs> they are well disciplined to. they jump stop but then I've been backdoored maybe twice in my life Brad Davis I was in for like 30 seconds my senior year Brad Davison backdoor cuts me I don't know how because I don't get backdoor cut but they set it up perfectly they know what they're doing they're like Purdue in terms of like you said they play kind of slow they played their game and it's every year it's the same thing. Wisconsin plays the same way. They backdoor cut. If you're sleeping on defense, uh, they're going to score. They just take advantage of mistakes. And it's- So another good thing here is we're playing at home. Thank God. Yeah. Because we just talked about yes. it. This is an awful place to play. The court is freezing. There's a there's an ice rink underneath it. We, this year, I think the stats say it all. We're averaging 21 three-point attempts and 54.5 points on the road. And at home, we're scoring 72. Um, so this is, thank God it's a home game. What else are we um, doing at home though? We're only shooting 14 less threes 
at home. Yeah. Like yeah. That, there's no there's no recipe there. Like, come on. When you're scoring more points shooting less three pointers, take a page out of it. Okay. And that I wonder why that is. I've never threes. even heard of that in today's basketball. I wonder why that is. I would think it'd be the we're opposite. Twenty percent, but we're, we're shooting so shooting bad. 20%. But, I'm, but I'm saying, why why are we shooting so many? Like, wouldn't you think you'd you'd on the road you'd like uh, you try to get easier shots, exactly. right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I might be nitty. No, you guys let me know. Am I, am, I, am I right? Okay, I'm not. Crazy. It's a new gym. It's a new yeah. And when you go it away, I mean, it's a new gym. You're shooting it for the first time in your life. If you're if, even if you're um, Jameer or you're a freshman, it's the first time in that gym. It's big. It's different. It's um, I would think you shoot way well, worse. The only, the only, <laughs> that's crazy. The only way uh, I'm gonna I put a log off right now. Okay, you guys are it's Sunday. Are bananas, I can't. Yeah, I mean, nah, this is ridiculous. ridiculous. Who's you guys? <laughs> Not me, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Another one. Nasty. <laughs> Nastiness. <laughs> this is nasty business. This is this is nasty. Oh. Y'all don't have morals or, or, or respect for you guys or the list. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> like, look at Reese. He has no shame. Look at him. You see his eyes. He has no shame. I'm 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 ashamed to be a part of this. The, anyway. uh, well, I think the other big problem is on the road. Uh, why we're shooting so many threes is we get we get down so quickly. Like, yeah. you you kind of when you get down. What is it? You want to make a hundred points in one shot? You shoot more threes. That's just kind of how it is. So I think that's part of the problem. Uh, so you know, t- at home, I think we're starting off a little bit better. Uh, and you know, I think right now we're three and zero at home in conference. And then we've got our next three our home games. So hopefully we can you know push out a couple here, <laughs> get a couple here, and get to six and zero at home. Um, and just you know, kind of take care of business the way that we have been these these past couple games uh, in the X Center. I have a question for you guys. So we're looking at these stats. We're talking a lot about threes. I'm looking at like the box score. No bachelor shot. I mean, played not even a minute today. He came out of high school with his reputation as being a big time shooter. He's only shooting 27 percent on the year. Is that a guy that you maybe look at and say? Hey, maybe we get him going. We try to get him some more run. Try to get him fired up a little bit. Or is I mean, what do you guys have? You seen anything from him that suggests he might be the answer? What do you What do you think? I like that he comes in and jack. He just comes in and pulls yeah. it, and he shoots confident, and it looks good. I think. I, agree. I think it's tough too to just come in and jack. Uh, you sit on the bench. We we would know it best. You sit on the bench for twelve minutes, and he shoves you in. You're cold, but his job's to go out and shoot it. I think we'll get more and more comfortable. And confident, I think he'll start hitting more. Uh, I think the shot looks great. Uh, they say he shoots it well in practice. I had nothing wrong with it, uh, but I do. I would like to see more minutes from him because I want to see what he can do. Maybe it's defense. I don't know why he doesn't play as much, but his shot looks good, and I think he can make I, it. I also don't. The only thing I would say to oppose that is he is a freshman, um, and I think the big issue sometimes that you get into uh, with you know, new new teams and things like that, new teams, being a freshman is you don't want to lose confidence in your own gym. True. Um, and you don't want to lose confidence because confidence does last years, in my opinion. So you don't want to come in and you never find an open shot and you just have to jack because that's your only job when you're in there, even if they're, you know, conte- highly contested shots. Whereas, you know, if he waits a year and let's say he plays a little bit more often and he's not used as much or doesn't come in, with the idea that hey, I'm I'm here to you know make shots, he'll get a little less attention, and then he can start off the season right. He can make a couple, and then that's when you start becoming a big time three point shooter. Because I do think if you lose confidence in a singular year, I do think that carries over, especially when you're a freshman. We've seen that with other guys that we played with that were big time shooters out of high school. You know, I was just about to say, easy to forget, but the probably the biggest name that comes to mind when I think about that was is like Ant. You remember yeah. freshman, our, my freshman year, Ant, yeah. Anthony Cowan? He, I mean, he did everything great. He was guarding like hell. He was running the team, getting to the paint. He was he was a major, major plus for us that year. Um, really took that starting job, but he couldn't make a, a shot to save his life. Not only at, that. At home from three. Not only that, but he he got to a point where he was thinking about it so much, the catches and shoots. He didn't want to shoot it. He he was yeah. doing pump fakes and he was dribbling into his catches his literally just a straight kick out. He he would do a quick dribble. Yeah. So I think confidence yeah. you never wanna 
you never want to throw a guy into the fire with the idea, hey, you're coming in because we suck at shooting and we need somebody to hit shots. I know that instills confidence in you, period. But then if you miss your first couple, then you fall into that drought with everybody else. And I think, you know, until you have a clear cut, I, he obviously doesn't play for for some reason. It's not because of shooting. It's a reason, yeah. You know, he, he right. might not be able yeah. to defend well enough or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm on both sides of it. My only opposition to that would be, you know, I wouldn't want to put him in there and then he shoots, you know, 15% because nobody's leaving right. him and you don't have to double. Um, you don't have to help off of anybody and he's, you know, forcing it up because he thinks he needs to. Right. That that guy pickup, we, we talked about it last week. We've all been there. And, and, and I think that's a great point you make because somebody like Ant fought through that because Ant is the crazy and one of the ever. most mentally toughest, confident gamer person probably I've ever been around. And it's not, it's not, it's not to say it would be the same for everybody. Yeah, um, so I think everybody. that's a great point. Um, so continuing forward with Wisconsin, Wisconsin's, in my opinion, not very good. Uh, they run a slow offense. They don't really have a primary score with Tyler Wall out. Um, I don't think he's playing when he comes to Xfinity Center. He hasn't the past couple games. Uh, he is their best player. Without him, they don't really have anywhere to throw the ball. Uh, they've got a couple freshmen that come in and can shoot it pretty well. Uh, then, uh, um, God, what's the big big kid's name? Crawl, 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 And I think crawl. I, I think he at some point in his career was a matchup problem because people thought he was a better shooter. He's not that good of a shooter. He's, to be honest, not a great decision maker, um, and he's not a good post player. So other than that, you know, how is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? That that guy's just not very good. Side note: If we could like get his face up on here, if you ask me to just like say in like a picture what what is Wisconsin basketball look at the, look at that kid's face he like that that is Wisconsin basketball in a nutshell you think he wears like the rosy you cheeks think, you think he wears Haynes boxers you remember that undoubtedly he definitely wears Haynes boxers bro, it, it, was, was no, it was American, American Eagle. Eagle it was American Eagle it was American Eagle bro who was that it was uh, uh what's his name you know what I'm talking about there was a Number center yeah there was a center at, at uh Wisconsin who was actually pretty good but, you know, they're beating us at home. And the kid comes over and they got their home whites on. The dude's wearing American Eagle boxers while he's playing. We weren't like, looking for the record. It wasn't like we was looking. It was just, it was just like, it was loud. He's, he's, What's his name? he's 6'10". He's 6'10 and he, on the road and he's throwing it right in front of us. So, you know, I, our eyes are at ass level. I mean, we're not looking. It's just, that's just natural. That's just natural. It's just there. But he's wearing Doing what American, bench guys do, man. Hey, you better believe it. he's wearing American Eagle, and they're beating us. And I, Travis, I got his name. He was like, "You see that?" I was like, "Dear God, you tap Paul. You tap me and said, did you see that?' I did. You, you saw it first. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think Reese. <laughs> I, I think actually, I think Reese saw it first. Saw I think Reese saw, 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 saw that. Well, that guy's ridiculous. Um, but um, hey, I got his name though. His, Nate Reavers. Nate Reavers. Reavers. They all Nate have Reavers. they. they Every single big in Wisconsin is the exact same way besides, like, a, a few. You know, I can't remember the kid's name from, like, five years ago. Uh, Ethan Happ. I mean, he was one special. of the best players oh, of all gosh. time. Um, and then they had a big before that that was uh, one of, for Kaminsky. That was Kaminsky. one of the best of all time. Frank Kaminsky. Well, that team, that team lost to Duke in the championship. They were unreal. But they're trying to recreate that through good. who they recruit. Again, mm-hmm. what is that? It's System, over. You know? It's over. Never be the same. But if you see, I mean, this is rare. I think Wisconsin, again, if we don't come to play, we will lose. Absolutely. Right? But if we're locked in, we're playing as hard as we want, we should win. We're at home. But when you look at a team, you see the hot leading scorer, Stephen Crowell. I mean, great basketball player, but great it's like. Does no, he put fear in your heart? Player. Does he put fear in your heart? Yeah. Do no. you look at him? Like, you you put, look at other teams. I used to, I used to no, have fear in my heart. That's what I'm saying. I used to. When you look at other teams' top scores, bro, like everyone, most of them should be going to the NBA. Yeah. Carson Edwards put fear in my heart. Steven Crow. Miles Bridges and, and, and Cassius Winston put fear in my heart. Not Correct. not not actually as a man, but you know, you what get what I'm saying. Steven, I was like, what about the Steven Crow? Steven Crow is not putting no fear in my heart, man. If Turgeon hey, looked at you, track, if Turgeon looked right. at you and he said, Steven Crow. Trav, that's your matchup. What would you say? I look him in the eyes and he I said, Coach, he's not scoring. And I'm, and I'm walking up to Steven Crow <laughs> and I'm looking in the eyes, buddy. Yeah, he's 6'10. I don't I don't give a flying. Yeah. You're not scoring, buddy. I'm not worried about it. 
Anyway, enough about Wisconsin. Nope. I'm, I'm fed up about those guys. We gotta we gotta touch on Nebraska as well because um because yeah, they according to Drew, they don't suck as much as they usually do. They've they been don't. better this year. I'm, I'm being serious when I say they that. Usually they usually suck. No, no, no. They actually do not suck. Um, they shoot it. I I don't know percentage wise if their percentages show that they're shooting it all that well. Um, hang on, I'm looking. But they uh. They play harder than hell. They have a kid. I love that. They they have three guys that are really really good. Um, the the guard, uh, God, what's his name? Grizzle, Grizzle, the white kid. You guys would know mm-hmm. exactly yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Grizzle. Yeah, yeah. Then they have Derek Walker, who's a stud, who's getting you 15 Animal. and seven every single game. Um, and then they have Tominga, and or uh, Tominga, Tominaja, the. Uh, <laughs> the little the little kid that comes in there and just chucks it. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. The little shooter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Averaging 10. Bro, he's from Japan, and he's a lefty that comes off comes in the game and literally just chucks. That's his only his three His free throw percentage is 96.3. Exactly. He's a stud. Um, Don't foul. You Don't know, foul you know what else they do, though? They play teams really hard. I know they lost to Illinois by a lot, but at Penn State, not a not an easy place to play. They lose by 11. That's seven of those points are free throws at the end. They beat Ohio State at home. At Purdue's impossible. And then they lost to Illinois. But then before that, they're beating Minnesota at Minnesota. These guys aren't, you know, a team that you're just going to sit there and sleep and then beat by 30, like at one point, maybe in our in our lifetimes. Um, they're a I lot think- better than they than they come off as. Also, I think you guys can attest to this. Like at this point of the season, there's so much film on everybody that everybody knows people so well that this is the type of game where they come in with a game plan. They try to take this away and that away. Like it is, I don't care how who you're playing at this point in the conference season. It's it's really hard to win games. Um, so it's like, it's like you said, it's it's not one that you want to overlook because you will you will mess around and you'll you'll lose if if you don't come to play. Look at this. So just quickly to to reiterate the point that they're not bad. They beat Florida State, who's having a down year, obviously, by 17. They suck. They they beat the shit out of Boston College. They went into Creighton, who... Also suck. Creighton sucks? No, no, no. BC sucks. Creighton does not BC suck. You know suck. I love Creighton. Creighton's Cre- a good basketball team. Creighton's one of my favorite teams in the country. They went into Creighton and beat them by 10. Then they get killed win. at IU. Then they play uh, Purdue at the crib, and they lose by three in overtime. Like these guys are not just Good a team loss. that you're going to come in and and walk over. I know Hoiberger, um, is that what his name is? Hoiberg, 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 Hoiberg. I I know he came in and uh, you know his his mantra was, "Hey, let's just chuck." That's not really this yeah. team anymore. I know they shoot a lot of threes, but they have yeah. a really good forward that they play their game through. They require double teams and they require you to stick to shooters. That's a pretty good recipe. They play harder they than hell high. on defense. They're not great on the road, which is good for us. We'll probably beat them, but it's not a team that we can sit there and say, "Hey, we're playing Nebraska." You know, let's let's already yeah. line up the keg. Uh, we're going to Bentley's. You know, that's that's what we would have done maybe in the past. You can't do that with the social team. chair. Find us an after after win move social chair. Absolutely. Who was social chair? So, was what? Reese social chair? No, Drew, you were social chair. I wasn't social chair. It was Brendan. Brennan was social chair. <laughs> that was that was our social chair. Um, okay, so that's covering the scouting report. Uh, let's hit word on campus, fellas. Trav, you lead that one off. Yeah, I think right now, um, you know, we're kind of what midway through the conference season. It's it's a weird it's a weird time on campus for for Maryland basketball because you guys know students are gone, students are still at home. We have a super long winter break for God knows what reason. Um, probably won't be back till like the end of this week and the next week, something like that. Um, so things are a little bit quieter. I hope that when you get the students back, you get more energy back. Hopefully, we can string a couple big home wins. We'll get a little more juice in Xfinity Center and kind of set ourselves up for a nice little runs and the year. I think people are proud of this team. I think that this team has a great opportunity to put themselves in the conversation for a bid, maybe win a game in the tournament. Um, now is kind of when you kind of accelerate and ramp into that second half of the conference slate. What's your uh, what's your opinion on, are we going to make the tournament? 
I think yes. I think if we take care of business at home, yes. we'll be in good shape. And that's why I asked that, because if you're thinking, you know, we can get a little bit of juice coming back uh, with the fans and Xfinity remains one of the toughest places to play in the entire country, I couldn't agree more. If we win every single one of our home games that we're supposed to win, that's it. That's it. It's a big Coach time. Willard, in his first year, if you told me right now we'd be in the position we are, uh, about to have three straight home games, uh, with the record we are, being a good bubble team at early in the season, people were talking about this team is going to be a five seed in the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. No business doing that, really, but good for them for getting that hype. If they make the tournament, in a type, and I, I mean, my senior year was a rebuilding year. I think this year, first year coach, this is a rebuilding year. If you make it to the tournament in those rebuilding years, maybe win a tournament game, have a shot at Sweet 16, that's what you want as a program. But those next years moving forward, when you start getting your guys, that's when you want that Sweet 16, that Final Four. But looking here at Maryland, three straight home games, Travis mentioned it. Students are coming back. Yeah. Okay. They should pack their arena. They need to. They should show support. This team is exciting to watch. When they're making shots, they're really fun to watch. And I think if they can go at least two and one in this next three uh, three game home stretch or three and zero, they're in a great spot. A lot of hype behind them, and it should be a fun rest of the you year. Because it biggest... feels different. Like when you're on campus by yourself, it feels different. It's like campus is dead. Yes. You, yes. you have your little online class. You have your little study hall. You go to practice, and you sit in your room for four hours and play video games. Like that's just what when a rake was like for us because we were the only ones on campus. It feels a little bit more energized when classes start again and people are actually on campus and. I don't know. I, I hopefully it gets the guys going. Well, and I think too, one of the bigger bigger issues that people don't talk about a lot is we do have that nine week, maybe it's not nine week, that six week buffer where you are literally the only people on campus. It yeah. leads to disorganization and it leads to, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but it, it kind of gets you into a lull where you're just going to practice, yeah. you're coming back, you're in your apartment the whole time, you're not having many interactions out there. It just is very, very repetitive. And then you play the games, and your student section are parents, and nothing against parents, but they're not the same energy as, you know, 5,000 frat kids that just, you know, finished off a, a quick thing of, of Taka in 17 beers. You know what I'm saying? Like that, You want obscenities. Exactly. There is a different level of hype that goes into it and that was one thing not a lot of people talked about because you know we get these students coming back and guess what we have wisconsin at home nebraska at home indiana at home all three winnable games uh then you go on the road for two penn state at home winnable purdue at home very tough but winnable minnesota at home northwestern at home both very winnable we could very easily rattle off eight out of our last 10 or whatever the number that might be you know what I'm saying? And if we can do that, guess what? We're five seed. We are. We are actually a five seed. And if we don't do it and we only rattle off six out of ten, we only win the home games, we're a ten seed. We're a dangerous ten seed. Yeah, we had some good early wins. Oh, we, we, had, we beat Miami. We beat St. Louis. We beat Illinois. Those are good wins that'll kind of stand out on a resume, I think, if we can do that. Really quickly before we wrap up, I think, I think we need to make this a thing. One thing Andrew hated this week, I think that was probably the best part of the podcast last week. Drew, give us it could be it could be basketball, it could be about dogs, it could be about um keg stands. What what is one thing you hated this week? One thing I absolutely hated was having to watch Hunter Dickinson uh for for 30, 39 straight minutes. Uh I love watching the Terps. <laughs> I love beating the Terps. I can't stand is there anything worse? I know I'm stuck on him. Is there anything worse than watching how that dude runs up and down the court? It's like his arms barely move. Like, they barely go up and down. It's like very stiff running. Just one of those things you look at. I know y'all saw the celebration. Did I know see? you saw the celebration, I, Drew. I'm not, I'm not Drew, crazy. Drew was, punching, Drew was punching the air. So when, when you're sitting there, though, and, and I, he, bro, he, got, he got absolutely banged on. You know what I'm saying? He got absolutely Smoked. banged on. Cooked. Hey, when Drew's done with this one, Trav, what was your favorite thing of the week? It's got to be your man's caption. My favorite thing of the week? Oh, yeah. Let's just talk about it. Um, Who's caption? Swan Rogers. Swan Rogers. Punched on Hunter Dickinson. Got 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 all up in his face. 
got had his midsection in his face, all that. Yeah, we call that a quick. And nerd, then on Instagram, nut to to nose. Yeah, enjoy that, pal. Enjoy that. Then got up on Instagram, where he's got all the sorority girls following him, all the new yeah. fans. He's just you know trying to juice up his account. We all love nil, and he said they didn't care who I was before I put the mask on. And brother, I'm at the wow. desk at work, and I'm I'm scrolling through the timeline. It's a slow day, and I I paused, and I I just said I said I said wow, that's that's what we want to see. That's special. That was special. Someone, you know what that is? That's what called Mojo and confidence, that man. That's Mojo. That's moments. And it's confidence. It's moments. Uh, Reese, those are the moments. Reese, give us your give us your. Uh, I know I know we chose my thing that I hated, but you know what was what was something that you loved. Well, I loved, I'm an Echo Travel on the caption, just loved it. Someone owes that man a drink at Bentley's. But outside of this, man, my boys at McDonough, 13 and 1. The freshman? I tell you, uh, freshman, we're 9 and 0. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> 9 and 0. Actually, I'll give you a freshman. We're down yesterday, down by four with a minute 30 to go. We look in trouble. Call timeout. I get in the kid, tell him, uh, is that kid that much faster than you? You're telling me that kid that much better than you? Kid gets two steals in a row, layup, layup. We're tied. Kid gets a steal, assist. We win. Win by two with like 10 seconds. Boys are buzzing. He's, he's boys, are, boys are buzzing down south then, I see. I got yeah, eyes everywhere. Hard. I got eyes everywhere. I heard if you walk into a Reese Mona basketball practice, it's an hour and a half of diving on the floor, charge taking, and box outs. The kids are absolutely f- fucking miserable. You know. They uh, hate that they shit. Love. They're cussing Reese out under their breath. You you know you know that type of coach that used to play for back in the day that said you know I wasn't the quickest man I wasn't the fastest but you know what I did <laughs> you know there was a loose ball it's on the ground and one of the other coaches throws a loose ball down and he's on the floor grabbing it and then everybody on the team is is getting a chance to to run through his chest as he takes charges just to let everybody know he's tougher that's what they did first day of practice with Reese Mona he stood underneath the rim and one by one everybody ran through his chest. And every single time he stood up and just said, I want a little bit more, buddy. I want a little bit more. So, hey, so during, this week, during this week, when somebody's thinking about slacking on their job, if you don't want to go to the gym, if you're not waking up before 6 a.m., getting fired up, getting motivated, Five. you're not slapping the floor when you leave the restroom thinking, okay, another 90 minutes right here. Come on. Think about Reese Mona getting the boys up 9-0, and freshman team, about to win themselves a little city championship. Uh, the number one thing too is uh, this is another episode of Old Terps Pod we appreciate you guys we love that you guys come back and listen we're sad Kevin Herter wasn't able to to get here with us Uh, super excited for another episode and we'll be fired up to catch up with you guys next week uh, on another episode of Old Terps Podcast we appreciate you guys thanks Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.